Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So here we are in church. What a great place to be. We are, st- we are in, as Tim has already said this morning, we're in week two of our Pray Until series. And Paul preached a brilliant message last week about prayer and fasting. We had three great days of prayer and fasting this week. Woo, yes. Some people said yes with great conviction. Yes, we did. And uh, some great prayer meetings. It was wonderful. Pray until. Why do we pray? We pray because God is asking us to do things that are beyond human ability to accomplish. That's why. Is that true? Is that true in your life? It's true in mine. We are living here on earth with an assignment from heaven that is beyond human attainment. We have to have God's power in our lives to accomplish what he has for us. To see the city of Canberra come to Christ, we can't do that by ourselves. And that's why we're here. True? True. That is it. To influence this city with the presence of God, with heaven coming to earth, we need to have the power of God to do it. To see people healed, to see people set free from oppression, from depression, we need to have the power of God to do it. All of us have an area or or maybe many areas in our lives where we have to have God's help to pull off what he wants us to do. I feel incapable. I am incapable of doing it in my own effort. Some of you, you here this morning, you're trying to do it in your own strength. Can I tell you something? It's not by might. It's not by power. but It's by my spirit, says the Lord. Prayer is your secret weapon. See, we come up empty without the power of God. We cannot do it without Him. I think we should pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here. Father, I pray that these words that I say would be your words and not mine. And I ask that we would have hearts that are open to receive what you have for us to receive. That we would have ears to hear what you are saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayer is all about us getting in touch with the supernatural. God never intended for us to live our lives purely naturally. He always intended for us to live a supernatural life. A life that has his power. And prayer is the access point. It's the place where we touch heaven and heaven touches earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said, pray this way. We touch heaven and heaven touches earth. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. A very challenging passage in the Bible. We're going to read it this morning. 
It says, always be joyful. How are we going with that? And then it gets even harder and it says, never stop praying. And then it says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. What a challenge. Always be joyful. Is there something you can be thankful for? Is there something that you can say, thank you, God, even though all this is happening, I'm still choosing to thank you. Never stop praying and be thankful in all circumstances. Right here is God's will. It says it right there for us. That we would live a life that is in touch with heaven, that we would thank God, that we would seek God, that we would rejoice, and that we would pray. Pray until in every situation that we face when we wake up pray when we go to bed pray on the way to work when things are tough when things are great keep praying that's what that scripture is talking about in every situation see what would it look like if we brought God into every situation in our life into every situation we face. What would it look like if we brought God in? Because I don't know about you, but I don't always remember to bring him in to every situation I face. Is there anyone else here that finds that? Yeah. By a simple prayer. In many cases, just a a one-word prayer or a two-word prayer. God, help me. You ever prayed that prayer? Yeah, definitely. Pray continually. How do we do that? How do we pray continually? Don't we have to eat and sleep and go to work and do all of those things? How on earth do I pray continually? That actually means to bring God into every situation I face. I'm going to bring God into it and ask him and allow him to have access to it. Smith Wigglesworth. Have you heard of Smith Wigglesworth? Yes. An amazing evangelist who saw many, many people come to to Christ and he saw many healings and miracles in his life. He said this, He said, I never pray for more than 20 minutes, but I never go for more than 20 minutes without praying. Prayer is not something that I do in the morning and then I forget about it. Tick, done. I'm praying until I'm bringing God into every situation I face all throughout my day. I need you, God, with this thing right now, with this relationship. I need you with this bill that has just come in. I need you because my knee's hurting, God. Can you please heal it? I need you with that person at work who is really, really seems to be against me. I need you to work in that situation, God, all the way throughout the day, all the way. That's what it looks like, bringing God in. We want to help you in this series to pray. That's the goal. A lot of Christians know that prayer is something we're supposed to do, but maybe 
I don't know, 10% actually enjoy it. It should be a discipline in our lives, but it shouldn't remain a discipline. Wouldn't it be great if prayer was something we look forward to and we can't find enough time to do? Wouldn't that be great? Okay, I think it'll be great. Some of you, some of you are with me this morning. Luke 18 verse 1 says, One day Jesus told his, dis- his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. That they should always pray, bring God into every situation that I face every day throughout the day and never give up. In other words, pray until, pray until it happens. Never give up. Keep praying. Don't think I've prayed once and then so I can stop now. No, God wants you to pray until. He wants you to never give up in your prayer place. He wants you to, to keep asking. There's a scripture there, I'm sure. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and the door will be open. Pray until. Okay. John 15 verse 4. Remain in me. This is Jesus speaking. And I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Remain. What does that mean? He says the branch cannot bear fruit separated from the vine. We can't bear fruit if we're trying to do it without him. Prayer keeps us remaining in him. Bringing God into every situation keeps us remaining in him. Verse 5 says, yes, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I can't do anything without him. Nothing. And I want to live a fruitful life. Is there anyone here who wants to live a fruitful life? Yeah. I want to have good fruit. Mangoes, nectarines, peaches, uh, grapes, not with seeds. Seeds are a waste of time. You have to deal with them. Efficiency is very important to me. I want to have a lot of good fruit. And I'm sure you do too. And that happens as we remain in him. Our relationships stay healthy as we remain in him. We know... He tells us things. He tells me things I don't know. He tells me, you know. That's where the fruit is. Okay. It's a lifestyle of prayer. We're continually talking to God and taking things to Him. You know, I think one of the major things we need to remember when we're talking about prayer is something we can forget. And it's so, so important. We can get caught up in just the, the idea of prayer. Okay, so I need to go to the place and I need to pray for this long and I need to get my prayer list and all da 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 No, no. We can lose sight and forget the fact that when it comes to prayer, 
Prayer is actually all about this one thing. It is about connecting relationally with God. Prayer is about connecting relationally with God, with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Good? Yeah. Each person of the Godhead has a different connection point. And I believe if we know what those connection points are, it will help us to connect. It will help us in our prayer life. It may just be that the the reason you have trouble going to prayer and praying until is because your view of God isn't the right view of God. It isn't who he really is because our view of God determines the type of relationship we will have with him. There's no doubt about that. We can grow up with religious views of God. We can grow up with incorrect views of God. He's one of my religious incorrect views of God. I had an angry God. Well, he was waiting. He was just waiting for me to put my toe out of line. And that was it. Off with her head. Not really, but you know. Don't hurt me today, God. I'm just going to crawl into your presence. Or for many, God is a God that, he, you know, as long as I perform... As long as I tick all the right boxes, he will help me, but I, I, I have to be afraid of him and I have to perform correctly first. Our view of God determines our relationship with God. If prayer is going to be something that we enjoy, if we're going to enjoy spending time with him, we need to see God as he really is. There's a wonderful scripture in 2 Corinthians and it best describes the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And it's a benediction, which is just a closing prayer. And Paul used it in his letter to the Corinthians as he was closing out the letter. It says this, the amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I love this passage of scripture. It introduces us to the personality of the Holy Spirit. The amazing grace of Jesus, the extravagant love of God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. The amazing grace of Jesus. To understand how prayer works. We need to understand who Jesus is and his role in our prayer life. Did you know that Jesus has a role in your prayer life? Were you aware of that? He does. Jesus is the one who is carrying our prayers to God. It says that in the Bible. We pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Jesus is the mediator between God and man. God and man, he's there in the middle, connecting us. Hebrews tells us that that right now Jesus is seated at the right hand of God and he is interceding on your behalf. 
How does that make you feel? Jesus is interceding on your behalf. And he's up there and he's saying, Father Mel, wow, she's had a really tough week this week. You know, it's been really hard. And, and Father, I know what it's like because, you know, I've been there. And I've experienced everything she's experiencing. And it's not easy. Sometimes it's excruciating, Father. And he's interceding. And I'm down here going, God, help me. Maybe not quite like that, but help. I need you, Lord. Jesus says, hang on, I've got it. Then he takes that prayer. Dad, I was tempted just like she's being tempted. And I felt that pain and I felt that anxiety and I felt that rejection. And I went through that. I don't know about you, but just understanding that changes everything in my relationship with Jesus in prayer. The fact that he so desperately wanted, and God wanted this too, to be connected to us that Jesus died for every sin I have ever committed and every sin I ever will. The amazing grace of Jesus Christ. He is the connector. He is, the, he is mediating the relationship with the goal of getting us together. Hebrews 4, the high priest, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all of the same feelings we do, yet he did not sin. He understands. So when we go to him, he understands. It's not like, are you serious? Are you here with that again? You've come for the last three weeks again and again and again. That's it. You're cut off. No, no, he doesn't do that. When that scripture says he, he understands and he faced all the same testings, it actually means this, touched with the feelings of our infirmity. Every place you've ever hurt, every place you've ever been tempted, every place you've ever been tested, he went through it on earth so that every time we come to him, he can say, I get it. I experienced that too. It changes my prayer time when I understand that about him. It helps me run to him. And that's what the Bible tells us to do. It says, so let us come boldly, verse 16, to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace, the amazing grace to help us when we need it most. The amazing grace of Jesus is the first connection point. He's wanting us to connect with him in prayer. Of course, he did all of it without giving in to sin. Okay, the second connection point in prayer is the extravagant love of God the Father. The extravagant love of God the Father. See, the real tragedy for a lot of people in their Christian life is that their earthly father experiences are polluting their heavenly father experience. They say, don't ask me to call God Father. 
When I think father, I think pain, I think rejection. I don't like my father. I don't want to call him father. I'll call him king. I'll call him Lord. I'll call him master. I'll call him savior. But don't ask me to call him father. Problem with that is that father is his favorite name when it comes to his kids. If you struggle with calling God Father, you can be healed and you need to be healed. And we have, we have uh, ways of helping you with that. We have what we call the a freedom group, our groups. You can find out all about our groups next week in Next Steps in our 9 a.m. service. Well, you can get free. You need to get free if, if that's you. Ephesians 3.14 says, When I think of all of this, Paul speaking, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. See, in Jewish culture, when you walked into the room where your father was, you knelt before him and he put his hands on you and he blessed you and he embraced you. And so when Paul says, when I think of you all, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. They knew exactly what he was talking, what he was getting to, what he was getting at. They understood this, this concept, but for some people it's, it's totally foreign. You think it's totally foreign to the relationship you have with your Father. And so we need, if that's up, we need to be healed of that so that we can relate to God like a daddy. He wants to come in. He wants us to come in and he wants to hold us and love us. When I'm praying, I approach Jesus knowing that he's been there and he understands and I approach God the Father knowing he loves me. Listen to this beautiful scripture, Psalm 103. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. Ever, He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Is that how you see God? Fear there means worship, honour, love and adore. We might need to change our view of God if we're going to have a great relationship with him and if we're going to run to him in prayer. The third and final connection point in prayer is with the Holy Spirit and this is possibly the, the connection point that people understand the least. What is the Holy Spirit's role? This is his role. When the prayer time is over, he goes with you. His name in Scripture means the one who is called to be by your side. Always, forever, right there. In other words, you're not alone, ever. You may feel lonely, but you're not alone. Because the one, to, the one that is called to be by your side is right there with you. 
Psalm 139 says, where can I flee to your presence? Where can I flee from your presence? You can't. If I go down there, you're there before I get there. There's nowhere that I can go. And he's there to counsel us, to work with us, to help us. And the other thing he's there to do, which is really important, is to give you those checks in your heart that say, uh uh, stop. Don't say that. Uh uh, uh don't go there. Uh, stop doing that. That's also his role because he's right there. Right there. He gives me my, my only good ideas. To have a fulfilling prayer relationship with God, here are the three things. Firstly, understand the grace of Jesus. We can't go anywhere until we've gone to the cross. When we get to the Father, He wants us to get so close that we experience His love. And we remain in intimate fellowship and friendship with the Holy Spirit. He is not far off. He is here with you every moment. Let's pray. God, I ask you to take each one of us to new, new dimensions of prayer. Help us to see you as you really are, God. God, I thank you that prayer is all about our relationship with you. That is the real goal of prayer. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.